This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, as we told you, a deal has been struck between the province and Ontario's doctors and it will see four years of labour peace between the two sides. But will it ensure the kind of access that's been lacking? Yesterday, one of our callers highlighted a big problem. In the last agreement, the previous agreement, the province put in incentives and penalties for family practices to provide complete service for their patients so that people would not have to resort to after-hours clinics or emergency wards when their doctors were not available. Now, that resulted in patients getting dropped by their doctors if they went elsewhere too often. Here's what happened to Gert. I got fired by my doctor because oh. I had gone to the walk-in clinic a couple of times when he first opened his practice, and then uh, because I didn't go see him enough. I called for a renewal on my script, and he inherited uh, quite a few patients because another doctor died in the area. Yeah. And I get the phone call from my pharmacist says, you're no longer a patient of his. Not even the common sense of him calling me not him, but his secretary, saying, we need to see you if you want to stay on our rosters. And you shouldn't even have to be on a roster. Well, because sometimes you get sick on the weekends, their office is not open. The doctor that I was with is uh, closed at noon to one, and then he's closed on Thursdays, and then Saturdays and Sundays. Well, uh, that is not the only story like that. I want to hear from you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, a lot of doctor's offices made the rules pretty clear. Uh, here is a, a an advisory from our, our producer, Justin Ecox, doctor, the Downtown Family Health Organization. So, for instance, it says, as a rostered patient of FHO, you agree to complete all your primary care through this organization. You agree to cl- call our clinic for all your medical needs. You agree to utilize our after-hours clinic if an appointment is not available at our location. You agree not to utilize walk-in clinics. If you fail to meet your obligations as a patient, you may be de-rostered. Well, it turns out that that may not have been the original intention of putting that system in place. Uh, So as we said, there's a new agreement between the Ontario Medical Association and the province, and uh, we have to see if it's going to solve some of the problems. I want to hear from you, but first, let's listen to Dr. Virginia Wally, president of the Ontario Medical Association. I spoke to her about an hour ago. Dr. Virginia Wally, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. We know that Zoomers especially are relieved now that the battle between the province and the doctors is over and there's an agreement. 
we are pleased to have that tentative agreement in hand. Absolutely. Is this agreement going to resolve the tension between the government and the doctors? I think it provides the opportunity to rebuild the trust uh, between the, the two parties. We've done some amazing things when we've worked together. So, for instance, uh, putting together new uh, primary care uh, models. I want to talk about primary care. So this agreement has money in it for more doctors, newer doctors. How is it going to help people get access to family medicine? There are specifics in the contracts that the government has with uh, family physician groups, and we're going to work together to make sure that uh, those commitments to patients are are discharged the way that uh, was anticipated when those contracts were made. Okay, so here is the crux of the problem for a lot of people. You become part of a family practice unit, but they tell you that if you see other doctors, you might be fired by your doctor. However, these family practice units don't always make after-hours appointments or walk-in available. So I've heard from people who say, my doctor fired me because I went to a walk-in clinic, and I went to a walk-in clinic because the doctor wasn't around after hours, nor was anyone in that practice. That's exactly the sort of thing that we're going to work in partnership with the government to deal with. Those are the, the sorts of access issues that absolutely we want to uh, to deal with. That's that's not the, the sort of system that we envisage uh, patients should have. We want to be able to provide for their needs so that they're not forced to go to walk-in clinics, so they're not forced to go to emergency. And as I say, some groups seem to have constructed uh, systems which work uh, better than others. For instance, uh, in at my family doctors, they do have an option for a walk-in clinic there for a patient who doesn't have an appointment, but it's between 1 and 3 in the afternoon. As, as I say, uh, I, and it's difficult to speak to the specifics of that, but we know that there are some practices that have been able to sort out their schedules, have been able to cover off one doctor uh, with another, who've been able to set up systems that uh, provide for seamless access for patients. I know that in the previous agreement, there were penalties for doctors if their patients went to other clinics. Uh, Are there more penalties now? The current contracts uh, have in them sufficient language to, uh, you know, guarantee the sorts of access that you're talking about. But, you know, what's what's required and what's uh, different in this new agreement is that we're going to be working with the government. And again, as I say, uh, there are promises about uh, co-management when there are concerns on the part of patients, when there are concerns on the part of uh, the government that uh, groups of physicians aren't perhaps uh, providing the access that uh, was hoped for, then then we'll sort that out uh, in partnership with the government. The threat to fire patients from practices, was that kind of an unintended consequence of the measure that was supposed to ensure that patients got better access? What I can say is different than the last couple of years when there have been the the sorts of access issues that you're uh, talking about is 
you know, it's impossible for the government in a, in a top-down way to, to, you know, impose on frontline practitioners, um, you know, schema for organizing their offices. And what the current agreement promises is this opportunity for co-management so that when, when you know, you have a concern about access, when patients have a concern about access, when the government has a concern about access, we have a a constructive place where we can have a dialogue about that and, and people knowledgeable about how the system works can help sort out how to improve the system. And that's that's what we've been missing the last couple of years. Okay. Dr. Virginia Wally, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay, so uh, that was uh, Dr. Virginia Wally, head of the Ontario Medical Association, and uh, she's pinning a lot of hope on the fact that there is now cooperation and the province isn't going to dictate to the doctors how they do this thing. Uh, We don't have all the details. It sounds like the financial penalties and incentives perhaps have not changed. So uh, I think that probably what happened here was that the province put in financial incentives and penalties for doctors to give full service to their patients. And uh, the way they it worked out was a lot of doctors, you know, threatened their patients with derostering them if they went elsewhere, because if that happens, the doctors got docked money. Uh, so we'll, we we don't know the details of this new system, but we'll have to see if it works. Uh, we're going to go to the phones now. We've got Hal in Kitchener. Hi, Hal. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I think you covered most of it now. I, I wasn't sure if you had or not, but I, I had information as to how doctors had been paid. Okay. Um, in the first instance, they're paid on the basis of numbers of clients that they, that they have, not that they see that they have on their list. Right. Secondly, if they have a certain number of seniors that is over 65, uh, then they get a, another uh, amount of a percentage. Right. On a regular monthly basis. These are not, you don't have to see the patients, you just have to have them on your list. Right. And and third, to your, your information there, yes, um, they are docked. If you if you go to a walk-in, they are docked that amount that is paid to the walk-in doctor. Okay, I didn't. I see. I didn't have those details. See, that's why. That's why they don't want you to go to a walk-in, Re- regardless if they offer the services or not of a walk-in. They don't want you to go there because they're docked the same amount as what the doctor charges at the walk-in. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you know, we don't want to go to walk-ins either. I'd much rather see somebody that knows me than somebody who's never laid eyes on me and doesn't know my medical history. Well, that may be to a certain degree, but that's that's not necessarily, you know, when you have a broken leg, you have to... Well, exactly. Well, that's, I I don't think anyone would argue um, that that's an emergency. Our emergency wards, though, used to be clogged with people, say, uh, you know, their kid would run a very high fever, something you have to deal with, but it's it's not exactly an emergency. Now, if you go to an emergency ward in a hospital, the doctors are paid a certain amount there, too, but not to the same degree as a walk-in. A walk-in, they get the full amount. But the doctors at emergency, your regular doctor is not docked because, because a great amount because you've gone to emergency. 
Okay, well, because because uh, possibly it could be an emergency. I well, mean, the yeah. walk-in clinics were there to relieve the pressure from emergency. Because yeah. I remember, not that long ago, uh, if you called your doctor's office after hours, the message, the recorded message, would tell you to go to emergency. Yes. Well, at that point, they weren't docked to the same degree that they are now. Okay. Well, well, I I think that um, this. This business about de-rostering patients, I think that that's probably an unintended consequence yeah. of this. And if this agreement helps them get that in line, I think that's great. But the well, question is... that part of it's going to change or not, we don't know yet. Well, exactly. I mean, at, as I said, at, at uh, the family practice where, where my doctor works, they do have alternative arrangements, but they're at one and three in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So if it's not an emergency... Uh, do I want to take a day off work and, and you know, uh, go there because it's not in the neighborhood? Well, not really. Not everybody can afford yeah. to do that. Well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, I guess. Okay. Anyway, you take care. Okay. Thanks nice a lot, Hal. Right. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, so we wait and see if this agreement is going to result in good things. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.